Father God, we just glorify your name for this service and this sermon this night. Lord, we're going to discuss a topic this week and next week on relationships. And Father God, uh, what lasting relationships look like in your kingdom. Lord, we have to come before you and just be open and honest that, Father, we really don't know how to develop proper friendships. Father, we've allowed this world to determine what our relationships are supposed to look like. And Father God, we've uh, allowed them to influence and created a culture of superficial relationships, relationships that are not deep, relationships that are not lasting, relationships that may, may not be real. So here this night, Lord, we come to hear from you. We come to open our understandings before you. Father God, to find out what your word says, Lord, to hear what your Holy Spirit says, to guide us and lead us and direct us. Father God, to show us your truth. Father God, that our understanding may be changed. Lord, that we shall have fruit in our lives that is manifest of the anointing and the character that you have, Lord. And Father God, that we will walk it out. Father, right now we declare that we are good ground in Jesus' name. Father, we are good ground. So here we are this night, Lord. And Father, let us have a good time in your word. And everybody say, amen. amen. Praise God. Well, I'm so excited to be back with you guys. This has been a long summer. <laughs> it's been a long summer. I had to keep reminding myself, okay, we got two services uh, tonight, not just one. Amen. All right, so we're going to pick up in Luke chapter 8. Feels like we've been in Luke for a very, very long time. And so we're going to start off with the parable of the sower. Now, this is very interesting because the parable of sower, usually we pick up on verse 4. How many of you have heard this parable before? The parable of the seeds and the sower, right? Well, usually it picks up on verse number 4. But there are three important verses before we get to verse number 4. And so we're going to start off with, the, with that first verse. All right, so the parable of the sower. Y'all ready? Say, I'm ready. And I'm ready to hear. All right, all right, fellas, I need y'all to talk, okay, because I, I hear the ladies. Say, I'm ready, and I'm ready to hear. All right, let's do it. All right, so verse 1 says, After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God. Say, good news. The 12 were with him, and y'all know who the 12 were, right? Right, the 12 disciples. All right, they were with him. And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household. Susanna and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. Now, these women were supporting who? Who? No, they were supporting out of their own means. But who were they supporting? The disciples and Jesus. See, many times we want to say, well, they were supporting Jesus, but they were supporting disciples and Jesus, which brings us to our first point. Do not neglect the impact you make in this world. Women have long since made a mighty impact on this world. And so this first part is really structured toward the, toward the, toward the young ladies. Now, don't check out on me. Hang tight. But this is really structured toward the young ladies because many times they may think, well, what impact do I really make in this world? Women like Harriet Tubman, who was born a slave and considered the Moses of her time because she led so many people free from the south to the north. Women like Florence Nightingale, who was known as the women with the lamps, who worked with the poor and inspired the creation of the Red Cross. 
Women like Judy Resnick, who was the first female astronaut, the second woman in space, and she tragically lost her life in the Challenger explosion in 1986. Women like Betsy Ross, who created the first American flag that flies today. Women like Florence Allen, who fought for women's rights. Did you even believe that women didn't have rights at one time? That's crazy, right? She laughed. <laughs> It's crazy. When she fought for women's rights, it was the first woman to the Ohio Supreme Court. And Isabel Dos Santos, who's worth $3 billion. I didn't say $3 million. $3 billion. And is the first African billionaire. Not African-American. African billionaire. In a continent where most people associate poverty with, this young lady has a net worth of over $3 billion. And what's so important about her, and I know some of you ladies are like, that's going to be me. That's me. I received that one. All the other ones is great, but that's the one I want. I hear you. But here's what's so powerful about it. Many of the billionaire women usually got money from inherited money, meaning it was given to them by family and this, that, and the other. She earned every dollar of it herself in investments. It didn't come from any family assistance. All these women did not let their society, circumstances, or situations keep them from being an impact in this world. It didn't hold them down. And if I had a picture of Mary Magdalene, and if I had a picture of Joanna and Susanna, I'd put that picture up there also. Because these women were equally responsible, equally responsible for the message of Jesus Christ just like the 12. They were equally responsible. These women took care of their needs so they can focus on ministry. These women took care of Jesus' needs so he can focus on ministry. And so many times you may think, well, I don't have a big preaching ministry. I may not have that gift. I'm not called to be a teacher. I'm not called to be a pastor. It does not matter because all they did is give what they had and became one of the ones in the book of life forever named. But there's one picture missing. Whose picture could that be? Yours. Yours. What impact will you make on this world? What are you going to do with the life God has blessed you with? How are you going to make a difference? This, Jesus said this is one of the most important parables in the whole Bible. If you can understand this parable, you'll understand all the rest of them. And in this parable, he starts off with telling you about these young ladies. And he wants you to know, this is how I chose these people to be my friends and the folks I associate myself with. He says, let me show you who my friends are. Let me show you what's important to me. And most of all, let me show you my father's selection process. Amen? Amen. All right. So he goes into verse 4, and in verse 4 it says, While a large crowd was gathering, and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. And he says, A farmer went out to sow seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it. Say the birds ate it. All right, the birds ate it. And then some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered away because it had no moisture. Say rocky ground. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it. And choke the plant. Say thorns. 
Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. Everybody in here got ears? All right, so listen up. All right, if you got ears to hear, listen up. Now, Jesus goes on later to explain this parable, all right? And he tells us first that the seed sown is the word of God, all right? The seed is the word of God. And there's actually three types of seed. The first seed is the Bible. Say the Bible. Bible. All right, the Bible is the first seed, and it's called the written word of God. And then you have what we know as the, the Holy Spirit in us. Say Holy Spirit inside of us. And that's known as the rhema, a spoken word of God. That's when your conscience is renewed and you actually hear God teaching and instructing you within your heart, okay? So you've got the written word and then you've got the spoken word. But then both of those combined into Jesus. And John says that Jesus is the word made flesh. So now we have the person of Jesus. So we can take the Bible, the written word, we can hear the Holy Spirit, the spoken word, and look at the person of Jesus. And those three together is the seed that the farmer was sowing. Y'all got it? All right. So he tells us that the seed is the word of God, all right? Then he goes on and says, the path, the rocky ground, the thorns, and 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 the good soil are all people. See my little people up there? All right. They're all people, okay? So these are four different types of people, four kinds of people that we are and that we may face in this world. So he gives us all that explanation, but there's one person he doesn't really tell us who he is. He doesn't explain to us later on who that person is. Can any of y'all guess what person we're missing? The farmer. Y'all are so spiritual. I say God to everything. God, we're missing God. We need God. The farmer's God. The seed is God. The people are God. Everything's God. So spiritual. Everything's Jesus. Everything's God. It's the farmer we're missing. The farmer is the one. Look, I had even I had even a dancing question mark up there to tell you. Look, he's still dancing. He won't stop. This is the answer. The farmer. He doesn't tell us who the farmer is. Who's the person sowing the seed? All right, now, who do you think the farmer is? God can be one of the farmers. Good job. They're just going to keep saying God till they get it right. I know. They're going to be like, look, I got one out of four. They're happy. All right, who else can be the person sowing the seed? Us. Good job, Dylan. Us. We also can be. Look, he's two for two. He's excited. He missed five, but he's two for two. All right, it's good. It's all good. All right, us. Who else can be the farmer? Yeah, his day's not good. Who else? Who else can be the farmer? The priest can be the farmer as well. The farmer is anybody who's living, teaching, preaching the word of God. That's who the farmer is. Anybody who's living, teaching, preaching the word of God is the farmer. And so he gives us this template for godly relationships and tells us these are the type of people you're going to face. And so we have to ask ourselves when we're determining friendships, we have to ask ourselves, what type of person are they? Now, you got four different types of people to choose from. So when you're dealing with your friends, you got to look at them and go, what type of person are they? What type of person am I? Who are these four? And so the first one, he says, all right, we're going to break these down. The path of the ones who hear And then the devil comes 
and takes away the word from the hearts. The devil takes it away. The devil comes, circle the devil, takes it away. Circle that one on your, on your sermon handout right there. All right? He comes and takes it away. Now, how is it possible that they heard the word but did not receive it? See, there's a big difference between hearing and listening. And, and, and at your age, y'all are pros at this. All right, you know, you're in your room, you got your headphones on, you got your, your, your phone out, so you're listening to music, you got your phone out, you got the TV on. I used to tell my kids, that's way too much data you're using right now. You got your headphones on, you got your phone out, you got the TV on, you got your laptop or iPad open also, and so you're living your life kind of like these people right here. Right? Doesn't that look familiar? Everybody's like, that's me, I know. Yeah, that's me, I know, right? You're walking around like this right here, and your mom comes in the room, and it says, Dylan... You need to take the trash out. And he goes, okay, I got you. But an hour goes by, and another hour goes by, and another hour goes by. And she comes back in yelling at Dalton because he didn't take the trash out. And he's like, I didn't hear you. See, there's a difference between hearing and listening. It, didn't, it wasn't that he didn't hear her. He was not listening to her. And so these people are the type of people that, that Jesus is saying. They're the ones that can hear wisdom, but they don't listen. They get good advice and don't pay attention to it. They get the answers to the test and don't use them. They get points taken off for not writing their name on it. <laughs> yeah, turn in a paper without your name, automatic F. <laughs> and it ain't like you don't know it. Seriously, these are those type of folks. Yeah, please do not be proud of that. <laughs> All right. But these are those people who do not hear or listen to wisdom. Why would you want them as friends? They ain't got no sense. So he tells you the first type of person you're going to run into are those who do not listen to wisdom, period. All right. Then he goes on and says, now the second type of person is the person that he compares to the rocky ground. These are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. My mom used to call them fair weather friends. All right. You guys may know them as two-faced. Yeah, y'all know what that term means? Fair weather friends. Fair weather friends are when, when, when the weather's perfect, when it's about 80 degrees outside, and there's a nice cool breeze outside, and the sun is out, and it's clear skies, and you know, and the music is playing in the background. Life is great. They're cool with you. Y'all are friends. Y'all are great. But the minute things get tough, they're gone. They'll turn on you like a rabid dog. <laughs> I had a friend like that growing up. His name was Patrick. I still remember his name. All right, and me and Patrick, we were cool. My mom told me he's a fair-weather friend. Look, he's two-faced. Don't trust him. And so we were cool. We were hanging out. We were fun. Everything was fine when everything was fine. But, you know, there were some guys that we had, you know, y'all may not have this now because y'all don't go outside. But we went outside, right? And so, yeah, so we went outside. <laughs> y'all don't go outside. But we went outside, right? We actually, like, had to go next door to see if somebody could come outside. We ain't just text them. You know, we had to, like, knock on the door. It's like, you know, you know we actually, and we actually had to go get a phone off the wall and call somebody. I know, it's weird, right? All right, so had this friend, his name was Patrick. Well, we had, we lived on Park Place. 
the street next to Park Place was Dwayne Street. And we didn't get along with Dwayne Street, and Dwayne Street didn't get along with Park Place. Why? Because they were Dwayne Street. I don't know why. It was just streets were like that. You know, our block was our block. Their block was their block. And so anytime, and I had about 10 guys. Y'all ever seen the movie Sandlot? Yeah, we look, we look just like them, all right? <laughs> it was just like them. And so it was my, there was about 10 of us, and we would see those guys over on Dwayne Street. Well, one day, me and Patrick would walk into the store, and we walked past Dwayne Street. And about five guys from Dwayne Street came out. And so I'm like, I'm representing Park Place. I ain't running. So I'm like, what's up? And they talking noise. I'm talking noise. They talking noise. Two of they boys step up. I step up. I turn around. Patrick, gone. Gone. I see him running. He slipped going around the corner. And so, you know, I'm like, I'm out. So, you know, because you know, it was like five of them. I get back to him, he all of a sudden, ah, you know, man, look, man, I don't know, man, you know, fair weather friends. You know, the kind that ain't there during the time of testing, when you going through something, you can't find them. When you dealing with an issue, you can't find them. When you trying to invite them to church, you can't find them. When you trying to share with them things from your heart, they don't want to listen to that. But they want to listen to all sorts of other nonsense. Those aren't the type of friends you want. So you don't want the ones that don't listen to wisdom, and you don't want the ones who ain't going to be down with you in the fight. All right? No, don't just, you know, y'all got it. All right, but, but during the time of test, all right? So then he goes on and tells us there's a third kind, and that is the ones that are thorns. Now, the thorn stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked out by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. Now, these are the hardest ones to find out. These are the hardest ones to pick out because on the surface, everything seems fine. And over the course of, of, of time, everything may seem fine. But these ones don't stand what I call the time test. All right, and this is, this is a big point, guys. You know, I share this with my daughters all the time. They're 17, 18, and 19 years old, right? And I share this with them all the time, especially when they're starting to talk to boys, Okay. And, and, and especially during that season. Because here's the deal. Y'all live in a communication world. And so you guys text. You guys got email. You know, and y'all can talk to each other all day long. Y'all have that ability. And so what may seem like, you know, y'all may have been talking or in a friendship with someone for six months what can only be 30 days because y'all talk to each other all the time. And so I always say, listen, Friendships have to pass the time test. The time test is will they make six months? Will they make a year, two years, three years, four years? And during that time period, will they still be your friend? Will they remain loyal to you? And see, and if they don't pass the time test, then they're not going to be the ones that you want to be with. You know, I'm blessed to say that I have long-term friends. Friends that have been around with me and me with them for over 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. I can still call them, and they'll answer my phone call. If I send them a text, they'll text back. Look, text messages are 100% read. That means that any text message you send is read. They even got an app to tell you if the text message is read. Now, that's rude. 
You know, because some text messages, you just, you know, you don't want to read, even though you read them, you don't want to read, and you definitely don't want the other person to know that you read it, but they got an app to tell you that they read it. That's like Call ID. <laughs> I remember when Call ID came out, folks was like, nope. <laughs> Back then, before that, you had to answer the phone. But it's the same thing. People have to pass the time test. These people didn't pass the time test. So we got the ones on the path, say the path. Then we got the rocky ground and the thorns. All right, so he says, you're going to deal with these three type of people in your world, but you don't want nothing to do with these three type of people. These aren't the type of friends you want. These aren't the type of people you want to associate with. These aren't the type of people that I selected. These, are, these aren't the type of people that I'm looking for. There's only one group of people that I want, that I desire, that I'm looking for. And those are the people he said are good soil. The seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. Who hear the word. Say hear it. Hear, it. hear the word. Retain it and by persevering produce a crop. See, that's what you want to find is what are the, who are those people that I know I could depend on? Who are those people that I can go to camp and come back and share my experience with? Who are those people that I can pray for and they can pray for me? Who are those people that will be with me along the time, even in the time of testing? Who are those people that have a noble heart, a pure heart, a good heart? And here's the thing. You only find one out of four. Jesus was not four for four. He found one out of four multitudes surrounding him, and he only picked 12? See, that lets you understand. You don't want everybody as your friend. You don't want every person you talk to to be your friend. You don't want, because friendships are not made. It's part of a selection process. See, when me and Brandy came to Liberty Church and even in our personal lives, there are only certain people we call friends. We have a lot of acquaintances, but we have few friends. There's a lot of people who know me, but there are very few people that I know. Yes, do I know hundreds of people, even thousands? Absolutely. Are there hundreds of thousands of people in my circle? Absolutely. And around me all the time? Absolutely but only a handful, two handfuls are my friends. And see, this is huge because many of us, especially in your age, we think friendship is, means I'm liked. We think friendships means I, I've got a bunch of friends, and, and, and the reason I got a bunch of friends is because they all like me. Look, let something go down. You'll see how much they like you. See, that's not friendship. And the reason I did that prayer at the beginning is because we have a superficial mindset of friendship. We think because I got a thousand friends on Facebook, I'm popular. No, you just clicked and confirmed a bunch of them, and they did too. That's all that means. But we bring that into the world, and we think I got a lot of friends. No, no, you don't. If you go through the selection process, how many of them actually listen to wisdom? Nope, 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 nope. He real stupid. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Don't want none of them. How many of them would be down with me in and out, ride or die, thick or thin? Nope, nope, oh, absolutely not. Nope, nope, nope. Don't want none of them. How many of them have proven themselves over time? 
Nope, 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 nope. All right, so what I got left? Five. Those are my friends. That's good soil. That's what I want. It's a selection process. You choose your friends. I asked a, uh, a, a, a friend of mine, <laughs> he's actually my cousin-in-law, I guess, because he's Brandy's cousin's husband. I'll let y'all figure that out. All right. Anyway, I asked him because I said, you know what? The scripture says a friend sticks closer than a brother, and I got some cousins that I promise you I don't hang around with, don't talk to, <laughs> and will not trust <laughs> with my family nor my life. I said, but I got friends in a heartbeat that I hand them the keys to whatever I got, put my family in their hands. And I said, why is that? And he gave me, it was, this was profound. He said, you can't choose your family, but you choose your friends. I said, that is so true. You know, you don't choose your family, but you choose your friends. And if you know you may get one out of four, one out of four, it's cool. Because that's all you want is good soil. Because good soil will produce a crop. And what's the crop? They enhance your life and you enhance theirs. You support each other. Lasting friendships that support each other. All my friends support me and Brandy. And me and Brandy support them. All my friends encourage me and Brandy. And me and Brandy encourage them. We're friends, and we do that. True friendships are found. They're not made. True friends join you on your quest for greatness. They won't bring you down. When you come in talking about even this, they're not going to tear you down. When you're trying to live a godly life, they ain't going to tear you down. When you start talking about Jesus, they're not going to look at you like you're crazy or stupid. True friends, when you're trying to live a noble life and a, and a good-hearted life, they're not going to talk about you. They're not going to backstab you. True friends, when you're saying, you know what, I'm going to keep my virginity. I'm going to live my life holy. I'm going to trust God for my mate. They're not going to look at you like you crazy and tell you that it needs to be this, that, and the other. Or this is what it, or they're not going to do any of that. They're going to honor who you are and support you. That's what you want. That's what you're looking for. It makes life so much easier when you surround yourself by people who will support you. It makes it so much easier. Your Christian walk becomes a breeze. I've got very few friends, very, very, very few people that I call friends because they've been there a long time who do not walk in the same path as me and Brandy. And those friends, I call them, they're friends because they're really good people that I'm working with, but they're in that category of still seeing if they're going to stand the test of time. And the test of time for me is, will you continue on this path with me over the long term? Because I'm not changing. I'm shooting for greatness and success in my life, and everybody around me needs to be shooting for the same thing. And if these people are not, either they're going to get on my page or get off. It's one or the other. And, I, and I'm, pretty, I'm very honest and upfront about that with people that are in my circle. They, I don't have a lot, I've had a lot of people who say, Pastor Tommy, I want to hang around with you, I want to be around with you, but they can't stand it because the minute they open their mouth and start talking different about their wife, I got to say something. I can't deal with it. The minute they start opening their mouth and saying something crazy, I can't take it. I got to deal with it. The minute they start saying things bad about themselves, I can't take it. I got to deal with it. And they either got to get on my page or get off. 
because I'm not hungry for friendships. I got a bunch of them. I got a bunch of people, they want to be my friends. But I won't let everybody be my friend. I got a bunch of folks who want to be, but I won't let everybody be my friend. I can't do it. You have a lot of people in your world. Select your friends based upon these four things. Amen? Y'all get some out of that? All right, praise God.